What is up, my homies? Welcome back to another episode of the Outlook Industries podcast. Today, I have a scooter rider on. He is the owner and CEO of Olay Brand. He has created some of the most mind-blowing web edits on the internet. Not only that, but this guy was the first one to ever attempt the Lions 25. If you don't know who he is, his name is Jared Adelson, and he is one of the nicest scooter riders that you will ever meet. He is just so stoked about everything scootering, and he will do anything to just bring and give back to the scooter community. I find that super inspiring, and I'm sure you will too. He's got some great quotes and some great ideas for your Instagram content and or your video part content. Um... Produce more video parts, all right? I want to see more video parts from you guys. Also, if you are listening on YouTube, it would mean the world if you hit that like and that subscribe button. It would really help me out. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, five stars at the bottom. Let's just grow this podcast, get more people listening. I want to expand to all of action sports. That would be the utmost goal. But yeah, I had a lot of fun talking to Jared. He is just yeah so happy so outgoing and just like a light in the scooter industry so i hope you guys enjoy this podcast i definitely did and let's get right into it it's the outlook podcast we're here with the outlook podcast just we're here we're talking to cool people Hey guys, welcome back to the Outlook Industries podcast. It's your host, Trevor Johnson, here with another episode for you. Today, we have Jared Adelson. Jared, how's it doing? I am doing fantastic, Trevor. Thanks for having me on, man. Stoked to be here. Excited to chat it up and uh, get to have a good time tonight, man. Yeah, you do You do a lot behind the scenes for the scooter industry, and it's, it's really awesome that I finally get the chance to sit down and talk to you on the podcast setting. So I'm really excited for that. Let's kind of get into who you are where you kind of came from, where you grew up, where you are now, just the basic kind of introductory stuff. Yeah, man. Th- thanks for having me on, Trevor. Uh, so I'm Jared Adelson. I grew up in Massachusetts. Um, I'm 23 now, about to be 24. been scootering for, I think, about 11 years now, which is pre- pretty crazy. The time goes quick. And uh, yeah, man, just enjoying life. Uh, I started Olay Brand a few years ago, and it's been going... Uh, amazing it's been really exciting few years so yeah i'm excited to talk more yeah for sure um olay has really kind of shaped what scootering has been lately and i think that's really cool but before we get into all that um what did you do before scootering um i mean most of my adolescent life i've been scootering i started around when i was 13 you know so just yeah. doing what what kids do you know nothing too crazy as a kid i mean i go play at the park, play some basketball, you know, nothing. Were you any, nothing. were you in any team sports? Um, yeah, but you know, I wasn't really into it. Uh, I used to play soccer when I was super young. Uh, um, I played a little bit of basketball, but I, I just, I think I stopped probably years before I was 13. I don't quite remember exactly, but yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, did you skateboard or BMX before you scootered? No, I feel like a lot of people do, but like I, I I just started scootering no like no skate park before the scooter. 
Yeah, well, you've been doing it for 11 years. So I'm kind of curious how you heard about scootering or how you started scootering back then because it was yeah, kind of new. Definitely. It was, it was kind of honestly just like a pretty natural progression. Um, so uh, me and, you know, my best friends when we were kids, we all had just like some Razor, uh, you know, uh, like just fold up scooters and we just like take them around the neighborhood. There was nothing to do. So we just like cruised around. One of our friends like learned to tail up and we're like, whoa, that was cool. And we just jump off curbs and, you know, uh, we, I didn't even know like scootering was like a sport and there are all these people around the world doing stuff. Uh, so we just cruised around the neighborhood and then kept doing it. We went to the local skate park Peabody, which is where I grew up and, uh, learned, uh, pretty much everything for the most part. Um, and then, you know, at first I really didn't think too much of it. I just cruise around with my friends and then, um, the more I started going to the skate park or pretty much like after I learned to tail up or some basic tricks, it was like, whoa, I just did that. I didn't know if I could have done that. And then like, you know, you did a double up and it's like, wow, I just did that. I didn't think that that was possible for me to do. And then, uh, I just love the feeling of, of it and everything about it. And I just kind of never stopped since. Yeah. That's, that's a really cool story. Where did you grow up again? I grew up in uh, Massachusetts in a small town uh, suburb, kind of close to Boston, Peabody. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um, was there any like videos that you watched that kind of sparked your interest? To be yeah. honest, it, there was very little media consumption in like the very early time. Like uh, when I started, like, pro of course, the more I started riding, the more videos I watched and found things. But at first it was just like, I had no idea, like, all the, the scooter world that was out there. But so, yeah. I mean, fast forward a few months or a year or some sort of time, I don't know exactly, into scootering there. You know, I found out about a lot of the local riders, which were like Georgie Lewis, Josh Brown, um, Dan Holm. Um, and some of those guys, there's an awesome skate shop, Bamboozle. Um, shout out to Bamboozle, wish they're still around, but, uh, uh, definitely got, got looked up to a lot of those guys when I started. And then, um, from there kind of saw more videos, saw some Ryan Williams edits and, uh, yeah. Brendan Smith and, um, even Coda back in the day. So those were some, and then, you know, the more I got into it, the more, uh, got to know all the different riders, but those were some of the first kind of people. There wasn't particularly one video that I was like, Oh my goodness. You know? Yeah. Many, I, many of my goodnesses. <laughs> I think, for me, there was a, I think it was the Max Peters edit. I watched like the Max Peters edit, like probably the 2013 edit back when I yeah. just started. That was like what got me into it. Um, I think that's kind of cool. Also, when did like your first kind of like sponsor come around? Oof. Uh, I, um, timeline is not my thing. I, I, yeah. I get mixed up, but so I started when I was 13. I'm going to say maybe 16. Uh, I got sponsored by Fusion okay. many years ago. Um, yeah, so that was probably the first sponsor. And then uh, a couple of years later, a year later, I don't, again, I'm not the best of time, but yeah. probably when I was 18, uh, I got sponsored by a shop in California called Inkies. They were awesome. Yeah, I remember Inkies. Well, love sure. those guys, miss them. Uh, I haven't seen them in a while, but uh, yeah, um, I was with them for a few years and uh left on great terms only because I was starting Olay and just uh, doing some different projects. I felt like it was time to uh, not have sponsors. Yeah. So speaking of Olay, 
when did you kind of decide to start Olay and what was that process like? Yeah. So um, I decided to start it. Uh, it's been in live since about October of 2018. So about two and a half years now, I think uh, is, yeah. is around the date. And so it was kind of something I never thought I'd do particularly. It was, a, again, kind of like how I started scootering, just a natural evolution uh, that led to it. You know, I was uh, um, I was living in Brazil for three months some time ago uh, before I started. And I had just some time to reflect on life and think about uh, it was during the summer in between college. And I was just like, what do I want to do? Like, I'm going to be graduating soon. I don't want to get a normal job. How can I use my skills to create something um, valuable? that I enjoy and that can have a positive impact on uh, people, things, the world somehow in some way that I enjoy doing and encompasses my skills. So, you know, I thought about it um, and the more I got into it, uh, the concept of Olay started, you know, coming in my head and creating a, you know, a kind of media platform for scootering that showcases unbiasedly, uh, you know, all different riders from around the world. Uh, and so my, I went to school for advertising and graphic design. Um, so I worked for a few startup companies before completely un, unrelated to scootering. And I yeah. saw them just kind of uh, come up with an idea and then turn it into a company and uh, working at those jobs. I was like, well, like anyone can make a company. Like it wasn't something that I originally ever planned to do. Um, so that's kind of a overview of, yeah. So what was addresses your question? Yeah. That that totally addresses my question. What was kind of your idea? What where did the name come from? Let's start there. Yeah. So this was very 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 difficult to come up with the name. It it took a long time, probably still to this day in the two and a half years of creating Olay, the hardest thing was coming up with the name because yeah. uh I wanted something that I was super proud of and that uh was unique and uh you know not one of the first names that almost made it was support scootering. So it would have just been a terrible name. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so basically uh, when I was in France, all of my uh, French friends and the French riders, uh, they would kind of chant, Ole, like uh, yeah. um, make that kind of sound in the, in the moment when a rider was like in the most intense zone that they can be. Like if they're going to do the banger of the street jam or they're trying the, one of the hardest tricks they've ever done. Like when that energy is just like at the highest it can possibly be, that's when yeah. they would chant Ole. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't sound like Ole, but I, you know, I kind of uh, took the yeah. sound and tried to make it a word. So that that's kind of where it came from because what I'm trying to encapsulate with Ole is, is like that energy when everyone in the whole uh, skate park or the street jam, or even just a couple guys filming or one person filming themselves, uh, that energy when they're really pushing themselves and the energy where everyone just like on the edge of their seat, like, Oh my gosh, you're going to get this. Um, yeah. that's the kind of energy I want to encapsulate and bring out, uh, with Olay. So it was very hard to come to that name. It was not a first, first shot thing. I wrote in my journal, probably like 300 different names. Um, yeah. still have it. And, uh, that was certainly not one of the quick ones, but yes, yeah, so that's a little bit about the name. Yeah, no names are definitely one of the, definitely the hardest part when it comes to creating a company. Cause you usually have the idea of what you're going to do, Yeah, but it's always the name that it's like really, really hard to come with up with. Uh, um, sometimes I'll just have company names pop into my head and I'll have to write them down. Cause it'll just yeah. like happen. And then I have to like, 
try to figure out what goes with what kind of thing. I totally understand how that goes. Um, where do you see Olay kind of going in the next couple years here? Yeah. Um, so things have been growing quick. It's been very, very exciting the last few years. Um, uh, I want to, you know, give more opportunities to riders. That's one of my main, main goals and just kind of elevate scootering as much as I can. I want to host larger events, both in person and digital. Um, we're going to definitely do a trick of the year again this year. Um, and ultimately I want to give a place for riders around the world to, you know, showcase what they're doing and the hours of uh, energy, time and love that they're putting into scootering. And, um, yeah. you know, so that's a little bit about where, where I see, uh, going in the next few years, but, um, definitely want to be creating a lot more original content for Olay, um, and working with different filmers and different riders to, um, make not only YouTube video parts, but, uh, you know, kind of, uh, storytelling about why we scooter and, uh, um, what's so awesome about it. And hopefully we can create some awesome pieces that can connect with not just scooter riders, but show somebody doesn't scooter. Like this is why we do it. And this is why this is, you know, such an awesome, uh, thing. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I was thinking is, or I've been wondering since I've kind of known about Olay is where, like, how is it that you created a larger scooter report repost page than a lot of the other ones? Cause there are a lot of scooter repost pages on the internet and on Instagram and stuff. And I was just wondering like, where do you go? Where do, were you thinking when, like, who do you want to repost? Why do you do that? And uh, how are you different than the other pages? Yeah. So for me, I don't, when I think of Olay, I don't think of it as a repost page. I know that's, you know, uh, theoretically what it is in, in some sense, but to me, I want it to be an all encompassing media platform. I want to showcase all realms of scootering unbiasedly, street riding, park riding, video parts, um, help, you know, uh, give more exposure to events. So if you're going to host a, uh, street jam in North Dakota, I want you to be able to hit up Olay and me help yeah. your event be successful and get riders to it. Um, so for me, I think it's succeeding because I'm uh, completely determined. It's not uh, just some little thing I have. It's uh, my baby right now. Like yeah. just right now, it's like uh, I'm putting all of my energy and efforts into it. I think uh, um, some uh, other pages, they might just create it because they enjoy watching scooter content, but I have a much larger, succinct vision. Um, so that's a little bit about it. And then as far as like who I, like you mentioned asking, uh, you know, like, why do you post who you post? So, um, I try and really have a focus on showcasing riders that, uh, you know, uh, are putting in work and just, uh, um, underrated riders. I like showcasing, uh, riders from all over the globe. You know, we've been, sorry, blanking here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I try and showcase riders from every country. So not where I'm living, not from the U S not anywhere. I try to showcase everyone everywhere. If they're killing it, they're pushing themselves. Like I want to give everyone a platform to showcase what they got. And, uh, regardless of age, regardless of demographic, regardless of style, you know, I'm not only showcasing, um, uh, stuff in the streets and the parks. Uh, I try and showcase everything, creativity. And, um, so I put a lot of effort and thought into, uh, everything yeah. we do. How do you go about finding those posts? Is it through the hashtag? Is it through people you follow? How do you go about like just kind of finding that, I guess? Yeah, definitely. Um, so a, a lot of it comes to me, you know, uh, people tag Olay um, in their posts when they want to be reposted. They DM it to us. 
Uh, I look through the hashtag. Um, oh, people who I follow when I, if I look at people's stories and they reshare something, um, I follow, you know, uh, a lot of the times things pop up, uh, on the hashtag Galebrand. And, uh, so it all just depends per clip, but, uh, yeah. uh, I just try and keep my eyes out and look for, uh, um, stuff. And I try and really try and hunt down, like I said, underrated guys who are killing it. Cause I feel like, uh, for them, it's a lot more exciting when they're, they're featured, you know, and hopefully it can be a boost of motivation, um, especially for someone in a, you know, kind of like a remote scene. It's one thing if you're in California or uh, Paris or something where there's a huge scene. And, but if you're in North Dakota per se, and, uh, or uh, in Kazakhstan, there's a huge scooter scene lately. So whenever I repost someone from there, they're just like so excited, which is yeah. crazy. So um, yeah. How much time do you spend on Instagram every day? Uh, honestly, like completely a, he- a healthy amount. Like I'm very methodical. Um, and, uh, I probably use my phone less than some just like teenagers who just use their phone a lot. Um, really? I, I, I would think, I would think that you spend so much time on your phone, like trying to find all these clips and stuff. Yeah, I do certainly spend a lot of time on my phone, but it's purpose. It's purposely time spent. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. So it's more of, um, but then again, you know, I am just looking for clips at the end of the day. So, uh, but again, a lot of it comes to, to me and LA. Uh, so, um, I try and be like strategic and, uh, when I'm making a post, have an outline and, uh, so that I can make it quickly, but not compromise the quality. Um, so how many uh, quantity, I definitely still spend a lot of time on my phone. It can depend. It can range from an hour to, yeah or a day uh um and then sometimes that's pretty good yeah so it's not like i'm spending uh all day on my phone by any means i okay the the instagram is uh um you know there's a lot of components going on at once so uh yeah i try and do my best to put my time best spent and also make sure i have plenty of time to enjoy it too and and ride where did the um idea for the online kind of competitions come from because that's kind of a new thing that we hadn't really seen before yeah i'm just kind of wondering where that came from yeah so well covid definitely uh i was hosting a ton of events and ride days and jams in person uh we had 20 events in like 18 months so a tremendous amount of events like more um and we had uh, events all around the u.s we had some international ones and they were awesome. I, I'm very excited to get back to them now that COVID restrictions are slowly lifting. But so all of a sudden, a big component of LA and bringing people together, not not just digitally in a digital community, but in person, uh, wasn't an option. So I was like, all right, what can I do? And how can um, we do this successfully? And uh, so I thought about the online contest. Trick of the year specifically was uh, before COVID hit, though, we had some... Uh, awesome little challenges and contests we did we did a photo contest which was super sick really yeah. hyped on how that went that was a while ago in the quite early stages of la and a slam challenge those were people loved them and i had a lot of time um making them so um from there i just trying to come up with more ideas that because it keeps it keep it makes a lot of people just get out and scooter like yes, uh, our best line contest that we did recently was crazy so mm-hmm. many people all, all the contests have gone insane, but I'm solely referencing this one because this is one of the ones you had to get new content for 
And that means like you have to actively ride and make a decision. You're going to film for this, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, we got like a thousand submissions, which means like this online contest got a thousand people to, you know, sure. Most of them are going to scooter anyway, but like, nonetheless, like to push themselves with something they're really happy with. So that's, that was awesome for me. And for uh trick of the year in the mashup contest, uh, don't quote me on this, but trick of the year, we got like 4,000 submissions or something insane. Um, so yeah. Uh, it's just exciting to see so many riders excited. So uh, if people are enjoying it, I'm certainly going to you know keep doing it. Yeah, it's so unique in the way that you can be anywhere in the world and still compete in the said contest. I think that's super good for scootering. And you can have people that are very underground kind of come out. And even if they've hardly posted on Instagram at all, they can showcase their their skills in their area. Yeah. Uh, on that platform, which yeah. I think is just a great idea. And I, I'm very inspired by that. But, and then, but, um, I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's been exciting for me. And um, like you said, with just like underground riders, like honestly, it, it makes, I think probably a bigger difference than I realized, like uh, um, for trick of the year, there were like, like 50 tricks or that went to like the people's champion segment of the contest. And some of those guys are just completely unknown riders. And um, like there was this one kid who did a truck whip down this just like massively long set. And I've never heard of the kid until he submitted the clip. And then he's going to be up there against, uh, um, you know, um, Matisse when his half cab flare and yeah. the top pros. So like, it's probably super exciting for this, um, relative, pretty unknown rider in Russia. So that makes me, uh, yeah, that's uh, happy and feel fulfilled with what I'm doing. Yeah, for sure. It's just getting people out to ride is the is the hard part. And you're doing a great job at figuring out ways to get people inspired to ride their scooter. I think it'll be even better when we start getting more in-person um, contests and jams and, and those kind of things, which you sound excited to host. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit more about kind of your journey. So I distinctly remember watching one of your um, I think it was web edit two. Web edit two. That's awesome. So you've been, uh, that's cool that you, uh, you saw web edit two. Cause that was a while ago. Now a lot of the new generation riders, uh, it's, it's a long time ago. That's the one, that's the one where you do a bunch of like drops and, and that's, apps. that's when I was just insane. Like I just jumped yeah. off anything. Like, uh, um, I would literally jump off anything like that, no that video went so hard jared like <laughs> yeah that was uh for me like uh rye airfield was uh not my local but the park i was able to ride like every week every other week uh it's an amazing uh indoor park still my favorite park it closed it makes me so so sad um but don't even want to talk about it i just oh man but yeah that was like for me like the destruction of rye Airfield. like i just did every single gap i could ever find in that video at rye and uh um, a bunch of other gaps, but that was definitely still probably, yeah. I mean, obviously my favorite, because Webbit 5 is my favorite, but as yeah. it's newer, so I don't know, but I love Webbit at 2. Yeah. Um, let's talk more about Webbit at 5 then. Why is Webbit at 5 your favorite? I mean, the, you know, it's just so much years later where not only did I have more skills and control on my scooter from scootering longer, but like uh, the production was just so much better. Webbit at 2 was just like, the editing was totally fine. Uh, yeah. I didn't even edit that video. So uh, the editing was great by all means. There's nothing wrong with it. But Webbit at five, it's like I spent so much time editing that video and carefully choosing each song. 
Um, and uh, I felt like it was just that much more special. It'd be a lot, a lot of it because of the production um, with the visuals and um, just the footage and the songs. But also, you know, I think it's the best clips I've ever put out. Yeah. Having said it, it's hard, it's hard to say, though, because some of the gaps from her uh, web edits two, three, and four are, like, so crazy, but in just, like, difficulty and uh, cohesively how the video, you watch it, I and especially the Mega Ramp clips, I think web yeah. edit is just uh, a step above. That's what I was going to ask you next. How was it riding the Mega Ramp? Um, I miss it, man. I'm trying to ride a Mega Ramp ASAP, like, yeah. I can get back on one. It was amazing, man. I, uh, I waited for three years, three years, like adamantly wanting to ride a vert ramp, like not just like passively, like I want to go, sorry, I mean mega ramp, yeah. not wa- wanting to ride a mega ramp. It wasn't like, uh, I'm going to get on the mega ramp. It was like, I need to go ride the mega ramp. Like, yeah. full ex- like so finally I got on the ramp. Long, I'll tell the quick story. The quick Cause I know that like, yeah, I know like Woodward has their, cause that was Woodward's ramp, right? That yeah. was Woodward's ramp. Yeah. So they have like a process to like even be able to ride it, don't they? Exactly. Oh my gosh. So getting on the ramp was a brutal, brutally long process that I waited for so long. So when I finally got on, it was just like, all right, I'm putting everything I can possibly do right now immediately. No time wasted. But so pretty much, like I said, I waited for three years. I just, first time I went to Woodward, I dislocated my shoulder. It ended up being an eight month, I had to get surgery. I dislocated it twice at Woodward, still thinking I was fine being able to ride the mega ramp. Little did I know my shoulder is going to keep popping up. So that happened. Maybe that was the second time. The first time I went to Woodward to ride the mega ramp, it rained. Couldn't ride it. That was the only, re- I didn't even, I was so like determined to ride the mega ramp. I'm going to Woodward and I didn't even care. It was mega ramp, not Woodward. Yeah. Like that was what it was in my head. Like yeah. I did not, I didn't even care to ride Woodward, which is crazy because it's Woodward. Come on. But yeah. like, all I wanted to do is ride the mega ramp. And then, um, so I dislocated my shoulder the second time, first time it rained third time, I think was when I finally got on in, in limited hours. It's not like I could like train dare I, dare I say, like, it's not like I got time to get used to the ramp. I had four hours in my whole life that I was on that thing pretty much. Wow. Yeah. So, so I wanted to just keep airing higher and getting more comfortable airing, but it was like, I knew my time was limited. So I was like, if you want to, if you want to, this is your time to just start throwing down. So I remember I did a quad whip on it first try, um, quad whip bear. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, whoa, like I just quad whip bear the mega quarter, like pretty easily. So from there, it's just like, all right, like let's do these tricks that I can't even do. Cause, uh, on the mega quarter, your possibilities go from like here on a normal quarter pipe to like way above the camera, like yeah. infinitely possible. Cause like, I, I never did six whips. I did a six whip air. Like I had never, I've only done five whips and I, I was able to do six whip like pretty easily. Cause you have so much air time. <laughs> Cause you're um, just sitting there like, not yeah, like trying to, yeah. and I whip. did downhill kick bride double whip, which still I've never done. And I could not, uh, could not do that on a small quarter pipe or even a vert ramp. Um, some people can whip around their scooter, but I, I need more air time to whip it around. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I really want to get back on the mega ramp and air much higher because I know I can go a lot higher. Yeah, that that ramp just seems so terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one still touches the quarter pipe, and I just want to ride the quarter. I don't care about the jump at all. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not very comfortable on the jump to be honest. But I'm I've always liked riding vert, and uh, I want to. But the quarters, quarters, 
you probably do you even pop out at all or you just how is the quarter feel like compared to like an another like like a vert ramp even that thing was amazing it couldn't have been built better like it was it felt effortless like uh Every time I hit the core, I was like, man, this thing's so good. I'm just flying, like, yeah. like getting so much air. But I think, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure almost every time, like, I landed pretty high up on the transition, yeah. like I would hope to on a vert ramp. And uh, I know everyone says this quarter is the scariest thing and people don't like hitting it. But for me, it would, it was like hitting the jump was like, I was pretty sketchy. Yeah. But once I hit the transition of the quarter, it's like, you're almost like losing speed from going up. So I just felt so much more in my element because like I'm much more comfortable on a vert ramp than uh, I can definitely, I'm totally comfortable on box jumps, but the mega, yeah. the mega, the 60 foot was the one I'd hit and the jump is just so gnarly. So it's like, you're going so fast. So once yeah. I had the quarter pipe, I felt like I was in my zone. I don't know. Oh, nice. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I, I haven't, they took it out the year that I got there, like the year, like before I got there. So I never got a chance to even see it. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still dev- devastated, man. I, I want to ride yeah. that mega ramp, but a, any mega ramp, like yeah. SAP. I, I, since Webbit at 5, it's been four years now since since it dropped, and I've been waiting since. Like I still want to get on a mega ramp, and this particular year, I've been like, I got to go to Australia and ride the mega ranch. Mega ranch. Mega ranch, yeah. yeah. Public one uh, that I know of right now that I could, if I just went, be able to ride, no problem. Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. The other riding story that i want to hear from you is uh the lions 25 story yeah um why did you even decide to hit it in the first place (laughs) i decided because i was like bro i got this like yeah um so pretty much uh i was in lyon france uh i was living in barcelona for six months and uh i was uh riding with the french homies for a week or a weekend and uh had zero intention of trying Leon. Uh, I yeah. was with Warn Up. I don't know if you know Warn Up. Shout out Warn Up. He's the man. Um, but uh, we were just in his car and he's like, bro, we're driving by the Leon 25. You want to look at it? And I was like, well, of course we got to look at it. It's Leon 25. But not, not even remotely in the sense of I'm going to jump it. It was just, let's look at it because it's Leon. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I've said this multiple times because it was in the uh, the original video, but uh, like when Leon dropped. But I said to warn up in the car, if someone gave me a thousand dollars, wouldn't even wouldn't even try it, like no chance. So I was not going to try it. But then I then I stood at the top of the set and uh, I was like, what the fuck? Like this is Leon. Like I could do this. Um, yeah. Um, which I didn't, and I'm still mad about it. I still want to do it, but I don't know. Um, nobody else has done it though, have they? Uh, a bunch of people, a bunch of people have tried now and pe- people are coming close. I think uh, yeah. someone's, uh, someone's got it real soon, I think. Um, but, uh, no one's landed it still. Um, but it's so possible. A 16 year old kid that I never heard of from a French kid. I yeah. Think he was 16, super young, just sent it like it was nothing. The kid walked away totally fine. And yeah. I, I feel like that's like, is that it? is that extra, like, it's totally possible to not only do it, but like do it without getting hurt because this, Dude, this that kid, other, yeah, that kid, I was looking at his clips once you posted that. And I was like, this is like not even up his alley at all. He was like <laughs> riding, like, like he's doing like tech rail stuff. And yeah. then it's just him sending the, the Leon. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like when the right person hits, meets that star set, it's, uh, but I, yeah, it's, it's going to happen soon. I'm pretty sure someone's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy with um 
Yeah, I'll say it, but uh, no details to provide. But uh, but one of my uh, one of my friends, not gonna say the country or anything, but we're working on something together. And with Olay, I bought his flight. Um, so someone is about to be trying it very soon. Ooh. Um, and uh, trying to support him as much as possible because I know he's got it, but I don't want to say anything more. Yeah, but no, I'm very no. excited, and that's happening in two weeks. He's going to be in Lyon, so. No um, pressure, no pressure on him, but I'm excited to, to see what happens on that trip. He's got it, and I if he thinks he's got it, I think he's got it. He's he, if you think, he's, he's yeah. the man for it. If you think he's got it, I think he's got it. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's one thing if I think it, but what I think doesn't matter. If if that if the rider who is ready to do it is fully yeah. confident, and and he's he's done some big big drops, so I think yeah. I think it's gonna happen. Oh, that's so exciting. Very yeah, you you're fostering a lot of a lot of projects. But how many decks did you break trying? Uh, specifically on the own? Yeah. I think it's two, but uh, I don't remember. Yeah, that's it's a heavy drop for sure. It's a heavy drop. Yeah. I I still still believe I can do it. It's uh it's the kind of thing yeah, why I, why did you stop again? I was literally taken by the security guard by my like I was running towards the set about to do it again. Security guard literally grabbed me. He was like, nope. And then, yeah, so we had to leave. <laughs> oh, okay. So you just got kicked out. Yeah. Basically, yeah. We got kicked out, but by, by force. <laughs> yeah. But literally yeah. kicked out. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I was, I told the guy, I was like, all right, we're going to leave. And then I, I did like a little head nod to all the boys filming. And uh, was, they all knew I was about to try it again. Like I told this guy we're leaving. So he was walking off to the side. And then I was just like, all right. It's the last go boys. Like I just whispered it to them and I sprinted towards the set. I was about to do it again, but yeah, we got kicked out. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Dang. That's the worst part. It's like one thing if you break yourself, but yeah, yeah. But no, um, I'm kind of curious what you plan with like all the events and stuff you're going to be doing with Olay. I know you have a bunch of plans um, as far as, videos and whatnot that you want to do in the future um is there any ideas that you're willing to talk about on here about videos i'm uh videos and any events? yeah videos and events yeah so um just on a pretty general note i guess trick of the year for sure is going to be a, a yearly staple every year we're going to do it um uh, okay i want to hopefully up the cash prizes if possible i yeah, don't know about sure. this year I'm going to try, but I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off this year, but, um, yeah. next year I'm trying to go big on trigger of the year and make it like really, really, really crazy. So I think Sweet. next year, there's no reason that can't happen because LA is going to be a one more year. It's going to be a lot of growth. And I think uh, a lot more potential value to hopefully any sponsors and maybe we can get uh, a big company like Red Bull finally involved. And I think it could be a great entry point for them. That um, would be crazy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the goal for, this year, honestly, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot, shoot for it. But, uh, yeah, if not next year at the very least, I'm trying to raise the bar with trick of the year heavy. Um, and I think the bar is already really high. So, yeah, it uh, is. but, uh, so other events, I want to keep hosting digital events, regardless of COVID or not. Um, maybe not in as such significant frequency as this year, cause we've had a lot of digital events this year, but I want to at least host multiple. I do have something really awesome in the works that I'm not going to talk about right now. Okay. But, um very excited for it i've been wanting to do it for a long time um yeah 
hopefully in a few months. Um, that's going to be a digital event, but different than the other ones significantly. Not going to say anything more, but it'll be really awesome. Um, and then for in-person stuff, basically, so we've hosted, um, uh, we've been calling them ride days, but more or less they're like street jams in the skate park. It's like we right. get everyone riding this bowl. We get everyone riding the rail. We get everyone riding the box jump, et cetera, something like that. Uh, completely like free flow, like maintaining like the raw essence of scootering. Not, not, it's not like not a contest, but uh, it's like a, it's like a jam. So yeah, it's been so much fun. I really miss them with COVID. I miss seeing everyone and uh, just the energy at all of these events has been unbelievable. Like everyone has the best time. And some, yeah. some guys have even said to me that uh, the ride days have been the best days of their life. So that's like, that's wow. crazy. Yeah. Really crazy. And, and if it's not the multiple people have said the best session they've ever had, the best, the best day of their life, I still can't get over that. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I want to keep doing them. Um, I want to start having cash prizes, like real cash prizes at everything with, yeah. um, that's been like the long-term goal, but now as things are growing, it's becoming hopefully more possible. Um, and then, um, yeah, I just want to do them pretty much all around the globe. Uh, um, us, I want to have a bunch of Europe events. I want to have, uh, uh, Australia events. It's just, uh, Got to take things step at a time. I uh, uh, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things I'm working on, so it is uh, a bit more difficult this year than the last to uh, just go because yeah. I have other stuff, um, you know, other projects. And um, so I'm trying to hopefully see how I can um, scale things beyond myself, you know, and get yeah. more people involved and uh, more people involved, the better we can do for everyone. So. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Would would you ever think about doing some sort of like tour around skate parks to do those kind of jams? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, last last year, year and a half ago, we did like a USA a USA tour. We went to five five skate parks. Um, for that one, we specifically picked parks that were uh, you know, or regions that were kind of like not off the radar, but just don't have events, you know, like, uh, Cali yeah. has a bunch of events, Arizona has a bunch of events, but, uh, um, Michigan, other than street, they've been having more and more though. Um, yeah. so, but like, uh, we're Florida, like we had some events in Florida, but that's also where I was living, but they have no events, you know? So, um, just trying to go to places that, that they're scooter riders, but, um, no one's putting anything on for them. So yeah, definitely want to do uh, more tours and at a larger scale, Hopefully you can get more people involved and, uh, um, but maintaining the same, uh, energy and fun, regardless if they get bigger. Yeah. I think, I think the energy and the vibe is the most important part. Yeah. Um, when did you s- decide to do clothing and why and how? Yeah. So that was along with the launch of Olay. Um, I think, uh, why and how so um so my like i said my non-scooter background is in graphic design so everything i just i personally designed like made the logo um all the graphics and everything on all the merch i've designed so uh it's a cool way to get to see my designs in real life and yeah gives an outlet for people who support what we're doing to uh you know actively support it a little bit more um so just seemed like a natural, um, 
natural prey aggression, kind of like how I started LA and started yeah. scootering uh, to have the clothing along with it. Um, so hopefully it's all dancing. Yeah. Who did you kind of go through to get the shirts and merch and stuff? And, and how do you do that? Yeah. Um, so I have this distributor that I've been working with who uh, has been really awesome, um, who prints the yeah. stuff. Okay. And uh, I've been testing everything and everything's really top quality and feels great. It's been, you know, I've had a lot of the clothes for years now and uh, uh, like, uh, is it in here now? But like the hoodie I was just wearing earlier today, uh, I have had for two and a half years now. And I still wear it and it still looks yeah. fun. Like great. Um, so yeah, everything's been great. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people use like Teespring or some website like that. So do you, you just have kind of your own guy then that does it for you or your um, own company that you work with? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sick. Um, cause I've been thinking about possibly doing some th- stuff for outlook and okay. I was wondering just kind of how you, you went about, about doing it for Olay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm happy to try and, uh, help you out with that. Um, yeah. Anytime. Just shoot me a call, uh, after the podcast or something. Yeah. <laughs> And for sure. And for any of you guys who, who don't know Jared, he's probably one of the most helpful and understanding people in scootering. So if oh, you need man. it, if you, uh, if you have any Thank questions, you. make sure to talk to Jared because he will definitely help you out and just is one of the nicest guys. So the man, yeah, sure. yeah, of course, man. I've, I've only heard great things from everybody that knows you. So, um, <laughs> I'm glad that we could get you on for sure. Um, also as far as scootering is concerned, let, let's talk a little bit more about um, what is your favorite video part and who is your favorite writer? Honestly, both tough questions. Like uh, Very, yes. And especially nowadays, like I feel like when I was younger, I would have had more concrete answers. But now, oh man, I'm going to struggle to give you an answer. Like there's so many good riders and so many great video parts. Like yeah. my favorite video part is the the Brendan Smith video, like, when I was younger, I, I could just watch the thing on repeat. Like, um, it's just still mind blowing to me that I don't know how many years later it is, but at least five, it might be seven, like several years later. And not only does that standard of riding like still today, like it would be one of the best park videos this year if it was dropped this year. And it was five or seven years ago, but, but not just that. It's like, uh, I was always inspired and loved that he just wasted zero seconds of that video. I, I ch- tried to take after that with WebEdit 5 is, literally just a hundred percent of videos. Like every trick was there for a reason. Every trick was insane. And it was like, like the, um, the number of like tricks that you would just never think of or see anyone do, he could do it and he could do everything. Like he yeah. would do, um, five forty down whips out of ledges. And then he'd do, uh, um, the craziest flare combos, like a flare, uh, cannonball, if I'm not mistaken, three sixty cannonballs, he'd do, um, the hand plant stuff to fake his 360 flips over, you know, he could do everything and anything. So I, uh, I always love that video. So that's probably my favorite all time, but nowadays, uh, yep. I'm going to comment on that. That's what I noticed about your, your edits. Almost all of them is that almost every trick was like no time wasted, complete bangers. So I totally yeah. understand where you're getting that from. Cool. Um, that's awesome. Jake is insane definitely one of my favorite writers as well so i like that answer yeah yeah you know (laughs) um and yeah no so that was that's awesome that you saw that from the web edits because that was the goal 
especially uh you, you know the years ago when I was uh making them at almost every year like uh um I want that was the goal that's still the goal I'm working on web at six slowly but surely it's been exciting I've been riding hard these uh uh, the last couple months, particularly, I've really been pushing myself. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I've. I. When do you expect that to come out? Oh, I have no idea. I'm taking my sweet, sweet time. It's, yeah. I. I haven't been, especially with COVID. I haven't been traveling that much. Although it looks like it's going to be an exciting summer. Um, but I've been like destroying my local park. It's like a new local, so uh, there's never been any footage released from there. Um, yeah. but. I've been just like getting some really sick clips there. And every time I've been going relatively around North Carolina, I've been getting a lot of like super solid clips, but it's, it's, it's really hard to upweb it at five. Like uh, every trick that's in there, like people always mention that, like I'm always freaking out in the videos and I have the crazy reactions and stuff, but it's because every single clip I put in the video is like, those are my best stuff I can do. It's like, I spend, those are the clips that I think about and like picture like today, funny enough, I did this trick that I've been want, wanting to do for like six months. Um, not that I'm getting a web at a clip every day. It's like uh, one or two a month. It seems like it's been, but lately it's been a lot, a lot more, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those, I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, I get excited yeah, no. when uh, I finally get web at a clips. Cause I mean, I could film 10 Insta clips before one web at a clip. So yeah, no, I keep seeing on your Instagram that you're like, oh, just stacked another web edit clip. And I'm like, yes, Jared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's really tough because I feel like to up web edit five, I have to travel the world to film web edit six. If that makes any sense. Like, yeah. Um, and Olay is my priority most definitely. But I, I feel like I kept saying that and it was decreasing my, me scootering as hard. So now I'm... I'm uh, upping my, I've still been riding, like not like all the time. Like I, I've been to the skate park almost every day this past month, a couple of months. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so pretty much like for the last like year, I'd say minus like the last two, three months, I've been riding all the time, but not pushing myself like I used to. Like I'd get a banger every couple of months, but now it's, I'm, I'm upping it again. Yeah. And uh, so it's been exciting. What's the scene in your local area like? Yeah, unfortunately, it is tremendously small. Um, I love where I live. I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. It's a beautiful uh, uh, mountain town. Uh, I'm surrounded by waterfalls. And uh, for me, the by far the most beautiful mountains on the East Coast in the U.S. Um, but the scooter scene is not good. There's uh, like five riders around max. Yeah. And that's 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 not even five, like less than that. So, so uh Pretty much, I love it here, but I really want to be in a proper scooter scene again because uh, yeah. I think it would uh, be awesome for me personally, be awesome for Olay, but just be great to have a bunch of homies around to ride with. It would push yes. me, and I miss it. So uh, I'm really trying to get out to more, more, uh, more scenes and just hang out and ride. And uh, but so didn't get to the point. I I talked too long, but uh, so like in, in like a year, year and a half, I'm trying to move to to Cali. Um, not permanently, but for a little bit at least. Okay, cool. Just to just to foster Olay, or what's your point in moving to Cali? Um, so my girlfriend Shannon is a travel nurse, and or sorry, she's a nurse. Basically, um, we're in Asheville right now. She has a two-year contract uh, at the oh, hospital, okay. and then in about a year, year and a half from now, 
she can become a travel nurse. So what that means is like she can work three to six months in one place. Then we get all the time off. Um, so uh, we'll just go to Cali because I'm free. Um, yeah. And uh, I want I just it would just be nice to, to be there. And I think uh, a lot of fun to be there for Scooter World, uh, you know, get beaches around, get mountains. Uh, um, and I'll have so many friends as soon as I move. So it'd just be uh, a lot of fun and uh, just good to switch it up. I, I like traveling and uh, I miss going to new places. So, yeah, your your life revolves around scootering, it sounds like. Um, but what when you're not thinking or doing something related to scootering, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I do a lot of other things. Uh, I enjoy a lot of other things and uh, I think it's good. It's a healthy balance for me. I think it's important. Um, but yeah, so I, I love to hike. I spend a lot of time in nature. Uh, um, I go up into the mountains pretty often, definitely weekly. Uh, although this month, not as much, but um, I love traveling. I love seeing new cultures. Uh, I've been lucky enough to somehow go to, um, I don't know how many countries, but more than 20 now, which is crazy. And uh, I, lo- I love just talking, man. I love meeting new people and uh, listening to live music, like jamming out. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, just spending time outdoors and uh, going to pretty places and having a nice time talking to people. And Who, who's your uh, who's your favorite band or your favorite performer or music? Yeah, uh, tough one, man. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I have a favorite favorite. I mean, there's definitely like different bands over the course of my life that I have like a phase with, if that makes sense. Um, so uh tough one i listen to, like a large spectrum of music it's like not like yeah. uh just like one style i kind of listen to, like everything but country almost yeah what country. what right now what right now do you find yourself listening to like, um, lately? yeah honestly i listen to, like a lot of like acoustic slow stuff that uh, a lot of scooter oh. guys probably wouldn't like but I yeah i got you no i listen to a lot of that stuff um have you heard Amber Run? Do you know that band? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. They're they're sweet. Oh, so good. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't know too many songs by them, but I know at least one or two I have saved on Spotify. That and Lumineers, all that kind of Yeah, I love love Lumineers. Yeah, that that stuff is what I I find myself listening to a lot. Um, how do you go about this is always a tough one for people, video part songs. Oh my gosh, it's brutal. Um, it's hard. Right now, honestly probably always i've kept like a running list of songs so if i hear something i just put it in a note um but nonetheless it's like pretty rare i just stumble upon a song like it's hard so how i do it i don't know in the ideal world the song will just come to me somehow like uh like i was listening to um uh i was at a little concert like listening to some live music a couple weeks ago and there's reggae bands, so like not not an edit kind of song, but they had this amazing like drumming at the beginning of the song, and I was like, oh my gosh, like uh, the drumming just like in my head, I just like saw how I was going to edit something to the drums. So yeah, I found the song, and uh, I it was only 15 seconds, super quick, but like a crazy 15 second snippet. I'm currently editing the the this one of the this is scootering videos for for dissidents, so a uh, huge yeah. undertaking. Been a very um nerve-wracking month uh yeah that but uh so i finally started editing that and i'm making unbelievable progress and it's looking like it's going to be the best video i've ever made and i'm so proud of uh where it's going but all the songs in that video are like i couldn't couldn't be happier with 
with the song choices. Like it was, I was lucky, lucky that I had them all pretty much on my running list. Uh, um, and multiple of them, I was like, when I heard them, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, thank goodness. Cause if I didn't find those songs, like I wouldn't be feeling close to as confident with this, with this video. And they've definitely, uh, made me that much more exciting about editing. Yeah. For this, this is scootering video. Um, did you go about picking the songs for the writers? Um, so basically how, how it works is there's uh 10 writers on the team. Um, and uh, they're sending me all the footage, but I'm editing it. Um, so pretty much I'm responsible for the creative direction. I chose the songs. Um, but I think they're going to be the kind of songs that anyone could uh, could be like, it's going to be like, yeah, fucking good at song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's how long, how long have you been working on it so far? So, um, the riders film from May 1st to May 31st. So uh, pretty much I have to have the video done by uh, June 6th. It is, I believe. Um, yeah. So quite soon. So I've had, I've been making kind of like a mental uh, construct of how the video is going to look for some weeks now, but I didn't want to edit too early until I had enough footage that from each rider. So I just started probably three or four days ago. And I've spent a tremendous amount of time um, like perfecting every second of the video. Um, let me hop right back on this. I just, just noticed that I was silly and didn't plug my laptop in. Give me like 10 seconds. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're uh, good. I hope my charger is not in here, so I'll be right back. I yeah, no, you're, you're perfectly good. Run off. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, no, guys. Uh, Jared has been doing so much for the, the scootering industry and... It's just great that he's able to come and, and talk with us. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening as well. If you're on here, uh, it's it's great to have you guys just listening. And um, there's been a lot of support for this lately. So I'm glad that we're getting this off the ground and catching some traction and 100 episodes will happen quick. Yeah, I was just talking a little bit to myself. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> You're good. Um, yeah, sorry about that. So should I just pick up? Yes, keep picking up. Yep, you're good yep. to go. So with, with this is scootering, um, I do forget exactly where I left off. But uh, yeah, so the 10 riders submitted the footage. Uh, how long I've been working on the video? I've been working on it for three or four days, but not just like three or four days. Like I'm, I have set aside these 10 days to get everything done with Olay uh, that, of course, is you know, still small stuff that I have to do, but like so that my whole day – and I, I can just do work on these videos because it's a, it's a yeah. pretty big, big undertaking. There's only four people in the world editing these videos, and I'm of the four not particularly known to be like a scootering filmmaker. Like, yeah. I mean, um, but it works in my favor because I'm not the best filmer, but I'm, I believe at least uh, I'm a great editor. I've, uh, you know, edited a lot of videos and things now, so this is definitely looking like it's going to be my. Uh, my favorite if or best thing I've ever edited. So uh, um, I'm super duper excited uh, to show everyone. And uh, I've spent a lot of time making all the titles for the video and uh, doing the intro. And um, it was, it's been crazy. I spent like, I think, I think it was six hours editing the first 40 seconds of the video. That's how it goes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I think another six hours to get to two minutes. 
And after that, it's been a lot easier because the first two minutes were uh, um, really, uh, really particular on how uh, you wanted I wanted the video to flow. And uh, um, there's a lot of changing of the songs in the in the edit because uh, I really think when you change the dynamic of the video, it keeps things exciting and engaging the whole time through. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a little yeah, bit. So- so let's talk a little bit more about editing because obviously you like editing quite a bit. Um, what do you? What program do you use? And uh, how do you go about like color grading or like white balancing? And like, what do you think about when you first start out a video? Okay, so yeah, I, uh, I use Premiere Pro. Um, for me, by far the best editing software. Um, I I edit uh, probably a little bit differently than some people in the in some it depends in which sense but so like with my graphic design background and being kind of more primarily a graphic designer than an editor but honestly probably 50 50 at this point so i like to make my titles uh or something in a different program i usually do an indesign or illustrator and then import everything into premiere pro um which was a long process with this is scooting because there's like uh 10 11 titles total in the video 10 for the rider and then one for like the you know the like this is scootering yeah um, so that completely didn't answer the question but um just gonna address something not particularly your question but so uh before Olay and such like i did um some freelance work and like i said i worked at different startups so um a lot of my job was editing videos for these companies so when i did it for them um these videos were like broken down frame by frame especially because some of the videos I made were like explainer videos that um, isn't like super engaging stuff like scooter clips, you know? Um, So I had to basically pair visuals with, um, I don't want to get people lost here. So I'll try and get quick on this, but basically like um, with scootering, you have footage, you have physical footage. Like, so I had to learn to animate a bit to be able to make a moving video with no actual footage. So that gave me like a different perspective on editing. Cause now I really take everything frame by frame. Like, like every single yep. second of that video is there for a purpose and reason. Like I don't just put something in there without thought, like every clip of the timeline I think about, and there's a reason it's there, whether it's because it's a banger, it's, you know, crazy clip or um, the reaction, you know, if a rider is in there, all the homies are, are hugging each other and you're hyped, like you feel that energy, you know? So I think it's important to have, so B-roll like that in there and, um, you know, that word. Yeah. You, you, the, the B-roll people forget so much about B-roll and building the story behind yeah. the clips, which is really important. I just wanted to emphasize that you can continue. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, um, so basically like those jobs I had, um, outside of scooting really made me have a, made me so much a better editor because, uh, um, you know, the more time you spend editing things, uh, the better you get. So I would try all these different things that I could apply to scooter videos. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so, but long story short, when I start a project, uh, it's always concept for me. I don't just get straight into it. I have to like feel and see the video. Like I break down the music. First off, I have to find the music. That's probably the first step. And then once I have that, I have a vision of what is it going to look like relative to the music? What's going where and why? Um, and then uh, from there, I get uh, you know more into it and go like I said, frame by frame, clip by clip. Um, 
for the this is scootering video particular and even my edits like i like to spread things apart um whether it's like the craziest tricks of the video like i don't want it all next to each other i don't like when it's all at the end the beginning should be amazing that's your first impression uh, and then uh also blanking again uh, blanking super hard right now no <laughs> video parts you still yeah um I forget. I don't, I don't even know where I was going, but no. yeah, long story short, I try and break it down really clearly and have a, have a concept. I don't just get, I don't just dump all the footage in the timeline. Like this clip, one clip goes here for a reason. And uh, basically I think what I was trying to get at before when I blanked is that uh, I like to showcase a well-rounded video. So it's like if all the box jump clips are next to each other, let's say that there's a bunch of box jump clips. Like why would you do that? If you can put your box jump clip here, your rail here, or a ledge clip and then try and mix it up as much as possible so it's a diverse video throughout rather than bunching things together yes yes i think that's that's very good advice um i have a question for you as far as instagram goes yep. do you think it's more worthwhile to post clips that are like singles that loop or do you think it's more worthwhile to edit a 45 second long or minute long video with five or six clips and then put music behind it and do that thing. Um, what do you think is more worthwhile and why? Yeah. Um, my opinion is pretty neutral here. I mean, I, I, I always go back to fun, you know, uh, rather than in engagement, I guess. I mean, uh, if you, the writer want to make that edit and you're going to be happy about that edit, make that edit, you know, if, if, if it's a single clip that you worked hard on, like post that single all day, you know? But, um, I mean, if the single clip is like outrageous, like it's, it's, it's one of your best things. Like why, why, why bother putting it into an edit? Like definitely post as a single, but, um, so I think it completely depends. I have no, uh, definitive opinion in whatsoever. I think, uh, do what's fun for you. If, if you had a session that day and got five clips to make an edit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, that uh post what you will be proud of what you said there that's a great that's a great quote i really like how you put that um because i think it is important what what people don't a lot of people won't realize is that nobody watches your clips more than you do so you have to post things that you're you're proud of that you want to watch and yeah, then other yeah. people people will come you you don't want to post things based on engagement the reason i came up with that question is is i was talking to will judy the other day and he was talking about how he would post his singles that looped instead of putting them in an edit because followers and instagram is only based on kind of quantity of posts so he would rather post his five clips individually than post them all in one edit which i also found is a good advice yeah so, logistically that's his 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 answer is better than mine <laughs> yeah. no so i was just wondering as as olay and you see a lot of people's clips and stuff just kind of what your opinion was on that and i, I yeah. like how you put it for sure yeah. yeah so i guess yeah and yeah with olay i like to post a mixture like i said i try and showcase everything so uh um and i also think that the energy kind of radiates you know if you're feeling that if, if that's a single you're proud of like it's probably going to show in the single but if uh if you're just feeling the edit it's it's going to feel better to the viewer you know because you're um you know yeah for sure um, I have a couple more questions before you, before we end. The first one is, um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? 
Um, 10 years. Uh, it's a tough one. Um, I see myself still um, working on a lay. I see it being uh, um, tremendously larger and hopefully I can have uh, by that point employed many scooter riders and uh, um, help take the sport to a new level and uh, um, be able to have given riders an opportunity to just ride and hopefully make a living and uh, further pursue what they do and um, to be able to elevate the, um, you know, get, get bigger brands involved with scootering like Red Bull and Vans uh, um, who can help take the sport to the next level. That was a little bit of a delay, not, not as much me. So I don't know if that's a great answer, but um, with me, uh, hope I see myself hopefully just uh, being able to enjoy still riding and uh, um, hopefully still loving what I'm doing and uh, um, traveling, still yeah. spending time in nature, still scootering. So, yeah. Do, do you have any places that you think you're going to end up living? Uh, probably, hopefully, Europe, um, maybe Spain, but I'm yeah. biased because I already lived there a little bit, but I mean, I'm biased and I've been a lot of other places and Spain's still my favorite. So, um, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So prob- probably somewhere in Europe, but I don't, 10 years is, is a while. So maybe by then I'll have a more permanent home, but for the near future, at the very least, I'd see myself being relatively nomadic, not yeah. like fully nomadic, but, uh, you know, uh, not definitely like not i love where i am here other than the fact there's no scooter scene but i don't plan on staying here for the long term but i'm I'm enjoying my time to the fullest now um so yeah yeah that's cool that you get to travel around see see the whole country and try to figure out where you kind of want to settle down in the future i think that's really smart um also i don't know anything about your girlfriend so where did you kind of meet her? And uh, this is kind of a tangent, but yeah. I, I'm sure I want to know. So I'm sure other people yeah. want to know. Yeah, you're good. So yeah, uh, just kind of talk so about she, how you guys met. and Yeah, so Shannon. Uh, Shannon is the best. Love her so much. I'm very lucky to have her. Um, she, uh, We both went to school in Tampa. So in Florida, uh, that's where I went to college. Um, met her at school. Um, we've been together for more than two years now. Uh, two years and a couple months. So not sure exactly how many, but... Uh, um and yeah so we met at school so funny enough she lives uh 20 minutes from uh from me at home um but we met in florida so quite yeah. weird so like if we go home like we get to go home together like if she lived you know if her family lived in like you i don't know utah i'm just no reason yeah. i said utah but that would make things a lot more difficult uh so uh yeah it's been great we've been living together for quite some time now well, yeah. probably a year and a half um and uh yeah she's awesome we balance each other out well um i'm very loud and uh energized she's more calm and uh uh methodical yeah plans more i'm pretty spontaneous um so yeah she's the best nice. a little bit about her she's a cool. nurse like i said yeah awesome yeah and you went to school for graphic design you guys went to tampa yep um w- what's the name of the university uh university of tampa Oh, okay. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Now, after that tangent, I have the last question for you and and you can get as deep or not as you want with this one, but what is your meaning of life and why? What is my meaning of life? Um, my meaning of life is just enjoying and spreading joy. I mean, uh, pretty much as simple as that. Uh, 
you know, I think uh, we're here for a limited time. Anything can happen any day. Uh, you know, might as well uh, enjoy your days, enjoy your days to the fullest and uh, make those around you feel good. And uh, yeah, always trying to learn, always trying to grow and uh, spread yeah. good energy to those around me. So that's sweet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. Um, well, thank you, Jared, for taking the time out to come. I know it's probably pretty late where you're, you are. Um, I am glad that we were able to actually finally do this. I hope that you the best for that. Uh, we, we are scootering video or this is scootering video and yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the outlook industries podcast. This is, you know, probably one of the longer episodes that we're going to have. I had a great time talking with Jared today and thank you again for taking the time out. So yeah, if you guys would like comment and subscribe, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Apple music, please go hit the five stars down below. That would really help me out. Other than that, I hope you have a great morning, day, night, whatever time it is where you're at when you're listening. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. And uh, yeah, have a good one.